When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting you here today. Joined by three good lads. Um, Lewis, how you doing? I'm good, mate. It's good to be in the, the guest seat, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice one, nice one. Shabs, how you doing? I'm all right, man, but I want to dunk on a couple idiots today. You know? I'm, not, I'm, on, I'm on smoke since listening to the main pod. I'll be honest with you, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a lot of slander on TG names still um, on that main pod, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. And Sean, how you doing? Yeah, all, all good, brother, man. All good. Yeah, big up um, all of you listeners for tuning in. You know, we we really feel the love. Um, obviously, it's off the back of a a bit of a peak result um, away to Anfield, losing four 0 But we're going to get into the the nitty gritty of that match um, in this in this pod. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure you follow uh, Touchline Fracas, um, Touchy Gunas on all the socials. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you drop a like, drop a comment on the video. Um, and and show us that love, but yeah, man, guys, this this was a poor poor week um, from an Arsenal perspective. I think um, you know we were the evening game, five thirty kickoff at Anfield under the lights. Um, it's probably the worst time I think you can potentially go to play at Anfield. Maybe Sunday four pm as well. Um, after all, the Scousers have had a chance to get get their pints in. You know, from start start drinking at 12, 12 p.m. Um, and they're 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 nice and steaming uh, as they come into that ground, and uh, we we basically felt the full the full force of that Anfield crowd, that Anfield uh, team performance as well with the four nil drubbing. Um, you know, let's start let's start with uh, the lineup because um, Lewis, I think you were against the, the 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 crowd, I guess. With the, there was a couple of 
decisions that could have been made. Um, one of them was at left back. And I think, you know, a lot of us said, I was one of them that said, you know, Tavares deserved to keep his place. Um, and you said we should go with Tierney. Um, so how do you feel, you know, um, after seeing how that match went <laughs> um, about, about the decision to go with Tavares uh, at left back? To, to be honest, I don't, I don't think that's like... It was never a, oh, we have to go with Tierney kind of um, opinion from me. I just think when you go to Anfield, I think you need to play your best defenders. And Tierney is comfortably probably our second best defender. Is that fair to say? Maybe second or third? Maybe, maybe now Tommy Asu's here. Maybe our third best defender. So, and whenever he has played against Liverpool before, he's done really well. You know, he's he's played against Salah five or six times now. Um, and done a pretty good job against Salah. We're still uncertain about Tavares. I think Tavares, you know, um, humbled everyone a little bit with uh, his performance at Anfield. And, you know, now it's people won't go too overboard on him. He, he you know, he gave us a good few performances, which was which was nice. And, you know, he was on good form and, and no doubt he was playing better than Tierney. But this is what happens when you have little bouts of good form. You know, you have two or three good games. And people all of a sudden, I'm not, and I'm not saying you guys, but people start talking mad, like, wow, Tavares gives us this when Tierney is, you know, he can't do this, he can't do that. And it's just, it's just nonsense, really, because we have such a, um, a, a big sample size of what Tierney brings to the team. And yes, don't get me wrong, he's not had the best start to the season. Um, but we know what Tierney is. We know what he's going to give you. We know what his... His bottom line is right. We know what, um, uh, you know, his poor performance. We know what a poor performance from Tierney looks like. We don't know what a poor performance from Tavares looks like. Well, well, we do now. We do now. But it's come. It came in a game that you know was really expensive to us. And um, I don't think Arteta was wrong for starting Tavares. I believe in meritocracy, and um, I think you know Tavares did enough to start. But me personally, I just. You know, I would have taken the tougher decision to be like, you know, if 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 Tierney was fit as well, I don't I don't know the situation right. You just have to assume that both players were fit. I would have gone Tierney just to be a bit more solid. It probably doesn't change anything on the day. Uh, we probably still lose comfortably, um, but maybe maybe at least two of the goals don't happen if Tierney's on the pitch. Um, if is that fair to say? So. Um, I don't want to be too down on Tavares. You know, listen, those Anfield lights, plenty of men have, uh, have have shrunk in those lights, including many, many Arsenal players in previous years who have done the same thing. And he's still a young lad. He's clearly got some good raw attributes. Um, you know, he's clearly a, a, a decent attacking weapon. But yeah, man, um, I wouldn't be playing him in any big games uh by choice anytime soon, that is, anyway. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, because to be fair, um, I thought Tavares was quite good defensively. Um, you know, I don't think he got had up, you know, twisted up or anything like that. I don't think he got found like out of position or anything um, crazy, because, you know, you've seen Salah cook some left-backs um, this season. And Salah was very good um, on in that game, but it's probably his honourable qualities, um, Tavares, is what let him down um, on, on the day. I think, you know, obviously that loose pass straight to, to Jota, um, 
that uh, that you know he obviously rounded the keeper and Ben White and then slotted. Um, but but on the ball, I thought Tavares uh, off the ball. Sorry, I thought Tavares was fine. Um, he got up and down a, a decent amount. Um, not really so much getting up because we didn't really get out. But you know, I did. I didn't think um, you know it was it was too bad a showing. But obviously the the obvious um, the obvious mistakes. Um, Sean Shabs, um, I'll let you guys uh, get in the conversation um, here on on Nuno. So what what do you make of what do you make of him? And then I guess for Newcastle, is it time that Tierney comes back in, or would you give Tavares an opportunity to sort of make amends? Uh, Sean, do you mind if I just 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 chime in? Yeah, I think um, I think what Lewis has said is fair. To be fair, um, I don't disagree a great deal with what Lewis said. I was someone who was calling for um, Tavares to start. I think on the basis of form, there was a good argument for him to 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 start that game. Um, I still think. Shabs, you're gone on mute. You went mute. Can you not hear me? Yeah. 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 I still think the things that um, I like about Tavares apply, but it was an acid test for him, definitely. It was, um, you know, an opportunity for us to learn a bit more about him. I think it was quite purposeful that Liverpool really packed their midfield and pressed, um, you know, the centre of the park and allowed our fullbacks to have... Um, the ball. I think Tavares probably had more touches of the ball than any other Arsenal player. I think that was very intentional. And yeah, like he made some mistakes. We've seen it. I think a part of my reasons um, for kind of, for kind of, I think I've told the line on him and I think I understand why. I never want to get too carried away with like, um, uh, with encouraging performances. Bear in mind how early he is into his Arsenal career. But um yeah, like I think we've seen this. It's good for us to kind of recognise and acknowledge like this, like what kind of level he is at. I think the tougher tests really are an indication of how a player can cope in these situations and what kind of level a player's at. Um, I don't think that Tierney in that team necessarily get, uh, does much different. I think the reality is that Liverpool were just far superior to us on the, on on the day, but I think it is a bit of an issue that he was directly responsible for, for, for at least one of the goals. Yeah. Was <laughs> Dan was just there, like, watching his phone ring, like, oh. Well, yeah, no, he was directly... Sorry, sorry, you got a phone on your watch, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he was directly responsible for at least one of the goals, um, probably two, if we're being fair. So, yeah, man, like, I don't... I, don't, I, I definitely want to see more from him, but I think it was good to kind of see what he uh, has done, what some of his limitations are as well. I think it gives us a bit more balance in terms of the overall Tavares um, argument. And, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity to take him out of the firing line for Newcastle and um, bring Tierney back in, provided that Tierney's fully fit. Yeah, fair play, man, fair play. And Sean, anything you want to add? Yeah, I don't, I don't really disagree too much with what the lads have said. I would have gone with Tierney, but I wasn't upset that Tavares started in it. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, meritocracy on merit, he was perfectly in line to start. Um, I mean, I guess what you saw here was um really is an experience that showed a lot of the time as well and you know just generally this was a game where 
pretty much <laughs> you saw the level obviously Liverpool are far superior to us you saw the fact that the team is really really young the team is very inexperienced and you know the guys that are senior didn't, didn't really step up in in itself as well so I'm not really upset at Tavares it's weird me even saying that in a game in which we lost 4-0 I don't really blame the defense much which is as crazy as that sounds you know more of the issues with the midfield and the attack but um but yeah, I mean, um, he was brought in as backup. Tierney's fit again now. So for me, Tierney comes back in for Newcastle. Nothing against the Barrios. He'll have his, he'll have his chances again as the season goes on. But, um, but yeah, Tierney's fit. Tierney comes back in um, on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, fair play, man. Fair play. I think, um, yeah, it's definitely one to watch. Um, you hope. Because, you know, from some of the, the discussions that we saw Tavares' interviews and stuff like that, it seems like he's got, you know, a big personality, you know, saying... I don't understand why people are surprised that Arsenal are winning. We've got good players. We're going to win games, etc. He's talking for a lot of confidence, a lot of belief um, in his own ability. So, you know, hopefully he does bounce back um, from from a couple of errors. Because, as I said, I think overall it's not the worst um, left-back performance I've seen. It's not like, you know, Danny Rose versus Saka the other day or Danny Rose versus Salah earlier in the season where, you know, the guy, he's looking, he's looking unfit, he's looking out of shape. Um, it's, it's it's a couple of loose, but obviously very costly um, costly mistakes um, for him. So, Sean, there's a couple of things that you touched on there. Um, so I'll come back to you um, straight away. Just, I guess, because before this game, we obviously were talking about it as a bit of a free hit. We're talking about it as, you know, um, the acid test, as you put it as well, right? Where, you know, we're going to really see what this team is about, you know, 10 match on uh, 10 match on beat and run, um, beating the likes of, you know, AFC Wimbledon and and your Leeds and Spurs and Leicester's and, and Norwich Burnley's of this world, right? So not exactly, you know, the the top of the top of the top, top of the pops, yeah, in terms of opposition. Um and going away to Anfield evening kickoff is probably as hard a game as you can play in world football at the moment. Um you know, so how how do you feel, you know, the overall performance can be assessed? You know, is this something that we can we can look at and, you know, put put, put it down a yardstick um, and say, you know, we're just not good enough. This wasn't good enough. X wasn't good enough. Y wasn't good enough. Um, or do you think we just is one that we put behind us um, and we don't really try and analyse this one too much? Uh, I think it's a mix of both, um, as you've alluded to. I think, you know, you uh, you know, games like this really show that obviously we have the youngest team in the league. We've still got a lot of growth to go. Um, you know, you, you remember a lot of these guys have only played like 10 games together. So whereas you're comparing it to a Liverpool side who have been under clock for six years, they've reached the pinnacle of their powers. You've got uh, the guys like Salah, Mane, Van Dijk, they're 29. They're, you know, they're, they're literally right, right in their prime. Do you know what I mean? They've been playing together every three days for the last four or five years. So... Um, that team can't get any better. Do you know what I mean? That's that is like you said, it's the team at the pinnacle of their powers, probably one of the top three teams in world football right now. So um better teams have gotten there and got slapped. So it's not really my issue. I, I didn't um, you know, have an issue losing. I think one of my things I said before is that I wanted to see us be competitive. And I think for the first 45, I actually didn't really have much of an issue with the game plan. I thought, you know, the setup, we were compact, we looked, you know, um, we were, you know, there were, there were some decent passages of play from us. Obviously, Liverpool was still the better team. They were still the team in the ascendancy. As you'd expect, you're going to go to Anfield and you're going to have to defend for, for large periods because, 
you know, they put you under swaths of pressure. Um, Liverpool, they're really a team that compact the middle. Um, so they really pack it out and, you know, they force you to go wide, you know, and then um, the pressing triggers hit. Um, so they force you to go long um, and you have to be really, really try and brave to play out. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think we saw enough bravery from, um, especially our midfielders in this game. I, I thought they were a bit slack. I thought Lokonga was better than Party in the first half, but he was, Lokonga was all over the gaff in the second half and Party was, Party didn't show for it at all. Um, it was a real, real shame. I think it was a really, really poor performance from him, especially as one of the older statesmen. So for me, the midfield in the attack, um, and, you know, we've spoken previously about um, the fact that I think I'd, I'd like to change, we, we'd like to change up the attack now um, as much as, you know, Arteta frustrates and um, I'm sure we, we might get onto it, have proper conversations about, you know, the way we set up to attack because we're not creating enough threatening situations. Um, I think that's partly down to maybe managerial approach, but also, you know, it's down to the fact that just generally we don't have guys who um, create separation, you know, if you're talking about you're going to be under pressure for large parts of the game, you need to have that big transition for it. You know, if you had had someone like a St. Maximan in that team, um, he's a sort of guy who can take the ball 40, 50 yards up the pitch. Um, and, and you really need that uh, against against a team like Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? So they, they're going to, if you looked at how Liverpool were undone against the likes of Leicester and Brighton, you know, they had guys like Basuma was carrying the ball 40, 50 yards up the pitch when they were in transition. Jared Bowen, Antonio was really stressing that back line. And unfortunately, obviously, we've got Oba and Lacar. Um, they don't put enough pressure on, on centre-backs like that. Do you know what I mean? They can't create separation. They're not enough of a physical threat. Um, and they don't have, you know, the 1v1 tools to get away from them as well. So our attack is quite blunted at the moment because those guys are relying on service. And that's fair enough because strikers are relying on service. But I think we need more all-round threats um, going forward. And obviously... I think this is going to continue to be a theme until Arteta sort of gets his guys. And that's not to absolve him of any blame because I still think there's more he can do to get us going. You know, we've all seen some of the underlying metrics and, you know, obviously they need to be interpreted right because, you know, stats without context are, you know, futile. But, um, but yeah, I think 50-50. So I'm not upset that we lost. I expected us to lose. Um, I was a bit upset with the way it transpired in the second half. Um you know, the game got stretched and I just think we just made, I feel like, you know, the errors are, the errors are sloppy, but I think the errors are also a case of mental tiredness, you know, going to Anfield and defending for so long is hard, you know what I mean? And mental fatigue starts to kick in and stuff you wouldn't normally do, you know, uncharacteristic, just silly giveaways you just start doing because you feel the pressure of, you know, just relentless, relentless pressure. And, you know, I think one of the, my, my overarching point is that once you have a team that can't get out, and, you know, um, that don't have that transition threat, the ball's going to keep coming back at you like it did on Saturday against Liverpool. So um, really and truthfully, we really, really need to make sure that our next two sign-ins are a well-rounded striker who can bring people into play, who can run channels, who's a physical threat against defenders, but also a 1v1 threat, um, you know, who can take his man on, you know, who can push defenders back because that allows yourself to sustain pressure once you've got guys like that who can take guys on the opposition then have something to think about maybe they stop pressing you because they're worried about what happens once you break those um defensive lines as well so yeah a bit of both um some players didn't perform in the day some players were you know that they're not good enough or some players are still they're still trying to reach that level because at the end of the day they're all under 23s um so yeah man 50 50 on, on, on both and but hopefully hopefully it's a game we can compartmentalize you know if um for example, if we've lost to Liverpool, but if you now go on like another eight-game unbeaten run, nobody's going to really care about that Liverpool game. 
because um, you'll still be in and around the top four. So, so yeah. So I think a case of the reaction, we'll see how we fare against Newcastle and in the games to come. So, yeah. I think, I think in this league, you've got three teams who are so clear of everyone else, right? You know, you just look at the, the league table and, you know, we're one of... 16 teams who have a neg no 15 teams one of 15 teams who have a negative goal difference in this league i think other than chelsea liverpool and city only west ham and west palace ham. actually have yeah. a positive goal difference yeah, you know is, and i think that just goes to show that you've got you know three teams who just batter everyone else you know, absolutely. Yeah, you get the odd result where obviously West Ham beat Liverpool the week before, and I think we saw Brighton get a point at Anfield. But they're, they're very rare results. Chelsea aren't dropping points. We we got slapped by them. City aren't really dropping points, except for the odd exception. These are not teams that you know. You're, they're not. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not gonna falter against us. We're not. We're nowhere near as good as them. And it's hard to. I agreed with everything Sean, Sean is, uh, Sean, I'm calling him Sean now. I agreed with everything Sean is saying um, with uh, in regards to our attack. We, you know, it, it, in a game like that, you do need, um, you do need more offensive weapons and you need like those individual offensive weapons. And we don't have any really, no, ma no matter how much we think Saka is, you know, how good we think Saka is or, you know, how good we think Emil Smith-Rowe is. They aren't individualistic talents who can, you know, get you out of situations like we were at Anfield. Now, I don't expect them to be, you know. They, you, you, they're not that calibre of player. So, um, yeah, unless unless you've got talents like that on the pitch, you're going to find it difficult. Um, I, I, dis I disagree with that a little bit. And the, the, only slightly. And the reason being is that, um, well, there's different reasons. I don't think Brighton have got talents like that. And I, I, and I think Brighton were able to get a result. Isn't it safe? Isn't it, isn't it an argument just to say that's a bit of a, an outlier, that game? No, because I think many teams... I've seen Brighton much... get slapped by Liverpool before. So. Yeah, no, they have, absolutely. But if we're talking about this season, Brentford done it. Um, West Ham have done it. I don't think West Ham have got, um, you know, um, supreme 1v1 players. Okay, uh, you know, Ben, ben Rama's ben Rama's good, Ben Rama's decent. Um, are we saying Ben Rama's better than Saka? I don't know. Um, are we saying Ben Rama's better than Smith Rowe? I don't know. Lanzini, the likes. I think, I think it's different though at Anfield though, right? Like how many games are Liverpool going to lose at home this year? So I suppose season? all I'm saying, that I think there's different ways to skin a cat. Um, so I, 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 I hear your point broad. Like I don't disagree um, with your, with your broader point. I think the other part is about Arteta not being able to extract um, the max out of our attacking players. So I think a player like Saka, a player like ESR, when actually we see them being a bit more courageous, taking the game to um, teams in other games. I think obviously there's that, that there's been that mental um, block. There's been that, yeah, there's yeah. Whoa, Lewis didn't like what I was saying at all, did he? <laughs> but yeah, I think some of it has just been about. Um, I think a different coach liberates Saka in that same game, even if the result is the same. A different coach liberates Saka and gives him the courage to take on his man and say, "Play like this." 
take on your mat. I, 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 I feel that's a bit harsh if I'm to be totally honest, Shabs, you know, because I don't think because Saka's all, all of Saka's best form has come under Arteta. I don't think Arteta's stifled Saka in any sort of way. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, do, I, I think it's a bit harsh to say, like, Arteta has said to Saka, like, don't go and express. I, I don't think he's saying don't express yourself. Do I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, so, yeah. And hear me, that's not what I mean, but I, I've team instruction in it. It's team instruction more so than than anything else. But no, I think that's fair as well. Maybe it is maybe it is harsh on Arteta. I never thought I'd see you defending Arteta, but yeah, fine. We've got to be balanced. I'm making a note of this. I'm making a note of this. You have to be balanced, did it? Even no, though no, very, we very do, we do. Like, I, I, I don't. I, like it, it's it's very hard to say that ESR and Saka, who have thrived under Arteta, are now being stifled by the same guy. Do you know what I mean? So, so you've got to look at it, at it from both ways. I just, I, I think I tend to agree more with Lewis's point in the fact that I don't think you know we want a proper one v one demon in it. Do you know what I mean? Th- those those aren't guys to do that. Do you know what I mean? So, and especially when you're under pressure at Anfield, which which is, I think is the overarching point that was made. It's perfectly fine to be under pressure at Anfield. Do you know what I mean? Every, every, better teams than us uh, are stressed. At Anfield, you know what I mean? So um that's fine. It's just that, you know, that transition threat. So and I think, you know, it's it's a conversation we've already had this season, and it's probably something we're gonna continue to have until we have newer profiles in attack. Um mm. so yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, I think I think it's an interesting conversation to have, right? Because obviously people talk about lacking profiles, etc. Um and needing certain players in attack, needing certain players in midfield. Um, I also, like, before the game in our preview, um, I said that this game will be a test of the players, like personalities, a test of their mentalities, right? Um, And I think that was evident again in sort of how we started that second half. Um, I think first half, we did okay. Um, First 30 minutes, you know, I thought we were in the game. Um, We, we, I don't think Liverpool created... um, too too much before that that little spat on the sideline. Um, I was watching this um, on my phone and listening on the radio at the same time, um, and you know it didn't sound to me or from what I was watching that you know we were, I guess under the cosh, um, as it were, like we like we were at the start of the the second half. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then obviously, you know, they get their goal from the set piece. Um, I think it's, it's a quality ball and obviously header for Mane. Um, questions over whether Ramsdale could do better from the save. Um, Absolutely I'm not, really, not. I'm not trying to get into that too much. Um, and then I, think but I don't probably, understand the criticisms, Dan. No, I think I think he gets a hand to it. So, you know, anything a keeper gets a hand to, um, I think you can ask a question. Like, could the hand be stronger? Um, could he could he flick it over? I'm not really trying to get into that right now, um, but we can talk about that um, a bit later. But then, and then obviously, I think there's question marks over Gabriel, um, you know, losing Mane uh, to head it in as well. And then, and in sort of the five minutes before that goal goes in, I think Ramsdale was really keeping us in the game. 
Um, so from like 35 to 45 minutes, I thought, yeah, Liverpool up the tempo and we couldn't really cope. And this, and the reason why I know people saying this game is a free hit and it's a test. And, and, and I think I don't really want to take too much away from, you know, the scoreline and say, you know, we're crap, this, that and the other. But I think this game really highlighted an ongoing issue for us when it comes to game management and being able to, I guess, turn the tide of a game when um, things aren't going our way. Um, because I think under Wenger and even under Emery a little bit, you know, we needed a goal and you could sense, you know, that the team could up the tempo and, you know, then they would really come come forward. Like, remember the game, you know, there's multiple games, right? But one that obviously sticks in recent memory, 2-0 uh, down at the Emirates. And then uh, this was like uh, December, um, Wenger's last season, 2-0 down at Emirates. And um, we scored a long ranger from Xhaka. Another, another goal goes in. And then all of a sudden, Lacazette to Ozil, Arsenal walking in a winter wonderland kind of thing. And the game's turned on its head inside six minutes, yeah? Because we had a way of attacking that, you know, you could really pam teams, right? And really put them under pressure uh, and, and turn the whole tide of a game in 10, 15 minute, a 10, 15 minute spell. And you can go and you can do that. And I find under Arteta, when the game goes against us, another team goes back into the ascendancy, it's impossible for us no matter who we're playing, whether it be Crystal Palace, whether it be Burnley, whether it be West Ham, whether it be a big team, as soon as the game goes against us, we struggle to then turn the tide and get back on top. So we start games quite well. And then after that start is gone, I, I struggle to think of a game in the past year where, you know, we have a second spell of playing well, you know? Um, and I think that was, and, and basically at Liverpool, as soon as they came out for the second half, for me, heads were gone. You know, look, they talked about the Liverpool press, Liverpool setting traps and whatnot. But I just think that the passing that we were seeing, it was just poor. You know, like Lokonga, when he gave the ball away three times, I think, in the space of, you know, two, three minutes, I don't even think he was he was under, you know, intense pressure. You know, there was there were there were, I think, some easy passes that he could have been made. He made the wrong decision, he was too loose, and his head was scrambled, you know. Um Tavares again, you know, when he gives the ball away, we've actually played out of their press there. And you know, all he has to do is look up, have some pass appreciation. Do you know what I mean? I think there was even in that second half when we played out, there's a clip circulating on Twitter, um, where we we actually ended up having a shot, but there's a couple passes in that run where Smith wrote for me, Tavares is on a run, you played it behind him, so he needs to stop, come back onto his right foot and play it back. And I just think the pass appreciation, the composure, the, the personality, it goes missing at times with this team. And I don't know what the reasons are. Obviously, people talking about experience. Um, and, I, I, and, I, and I did a thread today where I said composure-related things, it does, they do improve with age because with experience, you trust yourself more, you trust your ability more, you trust your teammates more. So I do expect that to improve. But I think personally, that's a big worry. So Isn't know. it a quality thing, though, Dan? Isn't it a quality thing? Like, I get it. There's loads of concerns about Arteta's ability to coach an attack. And you're right about all the things that you mentioned about our inability to, you know, when we're down, the game is done, basically. what? How many games have we actually come back and won games from? Spurs last year, maybe Benfica. It's a handful of games, right? Mm. So you're 100% right in that. But 
is that all down to Arteta or is that how much blame do we have to put at the feet of I'm not, I'm not our, putting that on our players? I'm not putting that on Arteta. I'm not putting. I, that on I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think you can put like you can't put Tavares giving the ball like away on Arteta. You know, I mean that's no. just a stupid yeah. basic error. Like players are, and you know, I, I don't. It's it's a tough one because I, I feel like it might be a part quality issue. I, I do feel though because I haven't seen that like those stupid giveaways that much this season from many of our players. So I, I, I don't know. I do feel like it was part of like, like we yeah that and that's why I for me obviously others might disagree. I don't want to over index it too much. Like I just think they're just a lot better than us. Do you know what I mean? Like the you 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 faced a team that was one of the best three teams in the world pretty much at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Who were at the yeah. peak of their and they powers were like on away, it as away, well. yeah away from home in, yeah. in all You're, their conditions put, put, put we treated them as well. You so. aren't gonna pay 90% of teams in the league aren't as good as that, bro. You're not going to face that every week, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, and obviously, I don't want to excuse yeah. us because mm. we've done a look, we've done some dumb stuff as well. Like, like mm. for example, like I did the first goal I really didn't like just because like Liverpool can pan you in a variety of different ways, do you know what I mean? I thought that was a really soft goal to concede. Like, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Don't like, make it easy for them. Don't make yeah. it easy for them. Like, yeah. they're good enough as it is. Like, don't make it easy yeah. for them. So, I thought that was quite soft. But, but yeah, generally, I, bro. Sometimes you're just like, and I feel like, you know, I don't feel like anyone, any opinion should be changing massively from this game. Like, if you had an opinion on a player, you shouldn't change it based on what happened at Anfield, you know what I mean? Mm. So you should just, you know, keep, keep that same energy because, like I said, I've seen, man, like, I saw Tony Cruz and Modric get run over at, you know, you've seen, you know, you've seen guys get run over at Anfield. So it can happen, you know what I mean? So I'm not that upset about it. I, I want to see how we react from this, do you know what I mean? So I've checked our... So, go, go on, Jabs. I, I am worried about Partey, though. And oh, it's not can, off... You can, and, have, and, you can, you can have that discussion. And I said this last week, it's not off the basis of this Liverpool game, but mm-hmm. I, I am worried about Partey because I think by now, for the money that we paid for him, um, I'm I currently, currently, I'm underwhelmed on the whole as a signing. That's not to say that I haven't seen uh, good things from him. That's not to say that I haven't seen absolute quality. I think he's a top quality player, but I don't think the performances that we've seen from him by and large on the whole have equated to a justification of the outlay. And there is a... I I suppose my, my question is the personality, his personality on the pitch. Yeah. I don't mean his actual like um like you know his personality personality but how he plays on the pitch at all times some moments he just looks tired he looks jaded I don't want to start doing this body language doing up body language merchant and stuff but there are certain things where yeah absolutely he was targeted in that game he has come off the back of an injury but there is some, like what I expect from him I suppose differs to what I'd expect from Lokonga basically yeah and that's because of his age his experience his quality um what we paid for him yeah I, i'm i'm keeping it 100 and so i have been disappointed i have been underwhelmed not just with that performance but with a number of performances from him this season and the number of performances last season and the thing is his availability or his lack of of availability for me is um i'm starting to wonder if it's a bit of an issue. Mm. Oh, these are definitely an issue. Definitely an issue. 
I mean, I, I agree with Shabs. Like, I was I was so disappointed with because I I'm a massive Thomas Partey fan. I've been I backed him all the way, and um, there's only so much excuses you can make, right? Because I don't think I I don't I don't know. Again, I don't know how much I can blame it on Arteta. Like, is there something wrong with the way our midfield is set up? I'm not too sure. We could say we could certainly say he should be in there with someone better, right? We should certainly say he Absolutely. shouldn't be, you know, playing in midfields with Lakonga or Granite Xhaka or Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Like, we've done him dirty there. 100% Absolutely. we've done him dirty, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Fair but point. you are our leader in there. You're our leader in our midfield, right? We pay £40 million for you. You've played for Atletico Madrid. You're 27 years old. You came with a massive reputation. But we're not seeing that on the pitch we're not seeing you carry that. You know what I mean? Like, I, he, he hid. He hid against Liverpool. Lokonga was our best midfielder at Anfield, first half. Lokonga was our best midfielder by a big distance. And, you know... In terms um, of the personality that he played with. Yeah, it, Lok- yeah. it was Lokonga picking up the ball, trying to yeah. do things, trying to make things happen, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I haven't checked the stats, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lokonga had more touches than Partey, maybe if he won more tackles than Partey. I haven't checked the stats. I could be horribly wrong, and that could be my eyes letting me down. But my eyes told me that, you know? And that was me just looking at the personality that they were imprinting on the game. And I was so disappointed in Partey. I really was because you know these are the kind of games you're 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 the you're the leader in this team. You're one of three players who are over what twenty four. You know you are by Lacazette. You're the you're the elder statesman in the team. You need to lead by example, and we see it from Lacazette. You know, I, I, we, I, listen. We all know what Lacazette is a player, but as an actual personality on the pitch. Nobody can detract away from what Lacazette gives on the pitch. He is second to none more time. He's got, he's got so many deficiencies, but you know when Lacazette's on his on the pitch, he's going to impose himself on. Uh, he's he's going to impose his personality. He's going to impose himself on the game, and um, he's going to try his best ultimately. Oba, there's still kind of question marks about that, right? We don't. I think Oba's had a great season. He's shown great attitude, and he's been a, a good role model. But I just don't see it from Partey. And it's really, really frustrating because mm. I think if he did, he could he could take this team up a notch and he could take himself up a notch as well. Um, because mm. he's certainly got the ability, right? There, this isn't ability, this isn't an ability conversation. Let me let me let me let me just play devil's advocate a bit because you know, I, I think there's a there's a couple factors here. Obviously, you know, Partey, I don't think he played played well, but then I also think that. Liverpool did a lot to stop Partey from playing playing well. Um, I feel that, you know, in that first half, they probably, you know, sort of let, let Lokonga have the ball um, a lot more. They let, as, as Sean said, they let Tavares have the ball. I think they let Lokonga have the ball as well, you know. And it wasn't really until Maitland-Niles came on that Partey started, you know, I guess, dropping deeper to receive. Um, so I do think there's an element of Partey you know, potentially hiding um, in this game. Um, but also, I feel like, you know, Liverpool, they really defended him well. They defended his outballs well. Um, the pass that he really only, that he had on uh, in this match was basically to Tomiyasu um, or back to Lokonga, you know, because the pass to, to Lacazette, Thiago was basically on Lacazette's neck um, this whole match. And then there was a, a little bit of an outball to Bakayo Saka, but we didn't really see 
the ball get anywhere near Saka in that second half um, either. And I think they they sort of they locked off um, Partey's exits, you know, because if you look at this game, it's not like he was, you know, sort of super loose um, in possession. Um, I don't think he, he he was getting, you know, sort of pammed, uh, losing losing duels. Um, I just think he was he was pretty anonymous, you know. He wasn't really in this game. Um, and I think that was Liverpool's game plan that, you know, Partey is, I guess, the main um, sort of threat in that. If you look in that front six, who's who's got all the ability on the ball, who's the one that can, you know, sort of pick and thread uh, a needle and who's caused them problems in the past when he's been to Anfield is Thomas Partey, you know. So I feel like they really did a lot to to stifle us being able to play through him. And again, this is probably a question of game management that, you know, if you're seeing this happen, what do you do to react? Um, and I don't think we did anything to react uh, to how they were stifling him, you know. Maybe you switch him and Lokonga, you say Partey, you know, you try to play on the left side and give him a test, um, you know, against Salah and Trent and see see if those guys can can do the same defensive job that Simicas and, um, you know, Thiago uh, were, were, were doing on the other side. Um, but we didn't. We didn't really do that. We didn't really react. So you know, I think all of the things that you said is very, very valid criticism for Partey. Um, I do question his personality. Um, you know, because he's never really, I don't think, been, you know, that leader. Uh, you know, Atletico Madrid. You look at your Godines. You look at you know your your Gabbies. You look at your Coques, um, Sauls, and all of these guys in and around him. Um, and obviously, you've got a manager like Simeone there, uh, who is you know, as emphatic and as wild as you, you you can get on the sideline. You've not really needed Partey to step up and he's always been playing alongside men um, whilst being, you know, sort of amongst the younger players there. So this is a bit of a different role from him um, in this Arsenal team. So, you know, let's see how he reacts to a leadership role because I don't want to, you know, be too early in writing him off. Um, I think obviously it's relevant that um, he's coming back from an injury as well and we've seen Partey when he's not fully fit um he's he's not really all there you know mm -hmm. so um I don't want to make excuses for him I really don't um but I just think we have to apply context um yeah and, and so, so just to add on that before you move on as well like I feel like stylistically Arsenal's very very different to Atletico Madrid as well I think I, I agree with the point you made in terms of the fact that I know Partey has a lot of experience but Partey doesn't strike me as a sort of like midfield general like you know like who's going to be bellowing out orders or so but that's not to excuse him because just generally I expect his overall overall play to be better I think what's disappointed me actually that I didn't see and, and maybe it's because it was a stylistic thing at Atletico I actually don't think he's no he can run but he's not a massive athlete if that makes sense do you know what I mean and if we could probably put that into context of the fact that you know Atletico played with a very very low block so they were blocking spaces rather than he wasn't having to, you know, cover swaths of space that he does at Arsenal. So it, it, it's a, it's a difference that it's a different stylistically um, set up for him. So I think that's probably one thing to factor in. But yeah, generally I, I don't disagree that he needs to up it. Um, he needs to up his performance level. Generally he needs to stay fitter. He needs to, you know, even though he might not be a leader himself, he needs to stamp his authority in some sort of way on the team um so i totally agree with shabs and lewis there so yeah let's 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 see how it pans out but yeah um because 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 i think the bad thing is and this as, as much as we're all down on Xhaka and we're not keen on him you know 
Xhaka doesn't hide, you know, and, and that's probably, that doesn't reflect, you know, Arteta probably sees Xhaka as his, like, key sort of leader in that sense, do you know what I mean? So, Xhaka will show for the ball and try and, and try and do whatever, progress it, even though he's obviously, he's not the most agile and he's not good under pressure. So, I feel like, yeah, Partey's the sort of guy who needs, he's not the senior partner in, like, you know, a pivot. I feel like he's always played with someone, like, who's the more senior statesman in that midfield, but as is where he is now, he needs to be that guy or he needs to try and show more to be that guy, in my opinion. So, yeah. He needs to stop going to Kate's calf and play with more personality, man. Luck like, like, like Sundays. Yeah. I, 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 I dare him to let me see him at WizKid next, un, next Sunday. Listen, you, <laughs> that there, man. That's his day off, man. New yeah, last week, Saturday, early kickoff. You know, he's got the weekend to, to do his thing. Yeah, he can go to WizKid, just win on the weekend. I've got no issue. <laughs> Otherwise... If I see him, he'll be doing shaku shaku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it's one to watch on Partey, man. Um, I'll be very disappointed if you know we don't really get to see the best of him um, in an Arsenal shirt because it seems you know we we spent we did spend you know a good amount of money. He's on a good wage, Arsenal fan, um, you know, and I feel like if if we're not you know, doing some some good things, playing good football with him in the side. It would just seem like um, a little bit of a, a waste. But let's not let's not write him off just yet, um, and we'll see what our next run of games um, can look like. I guess one of the other performances um, that I want to I want to touch on um, a little bit. Obviously, we spoke about Abamyang um, a little bit um, in this game. Um, and people saying, you know, he doesn't give us much, doesn't offer anything. Um, this, this, that, and the other. Um, from my perspective, right, I get, I get what people are saying. You know, um, he doesn't give us that hold-up play. He doesn't, you know, run the channels. Um, he's not really linking up too well um, with. With the rest of the the team not not really allowing us to build off of him, um, but I guess my criticism to that Abamian criticism is, you know, we know who Abamian is. This guy's thirty two years old. Um, he has never really been, you know, a supreme uh, link man. I think he did it a little bit at Dortmund, and from watching him at Dortmund to watching him at Arsenal, I think his link up play has probably improved um, from from when we first signed him. Um, when on the Wenger, you didn't really see him involved um, in the build-up in the slightest. Um, even under Emery, you know, you see some of those goals where, um, you know, we do the long passing moves, the goal against Leicester, the goal against Fulham. Aubameyang's not involved in any of those build-ups um, at all. Um, and he's the he's more the exclamation point. And my thing is this, you know, um, do, we, do you think that we even do enough to get Aubameyang into scoring positions, right? So, so like, people say, you know, we want um, another striker to come in, a big, powerful number nine, focal point, target man that we can bounce off, we can play off him and whatnot. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, even for all of this, um, you know, uh, jogger, jogger the position or whatever it's called, yeah, positional play ball, not every... Um, manager that plays with this uh, positional play style has, you know, a big man up front. They they don't have um, 
They don't have, um, you know, uh, a target man. They don't have a big uh, forward that wins headers, that wins out balls. Like you look at Man City, they play without a striker most of the time. Um, you look at, you know, Liverpool, Firmino, obviously he's got that technical um, technical ability as a number nine. You can play off him, but, you know, he's not out there winning long balls, winning headers. Um, you know, you look at Brighton, they they missed a striker for all the last season, you know, playing Welbeck, um, Neil Morpai, uh, and all these and all these guys up, up top, uh, Aaron Connolly. Um, and they're still able to create chances that then these strikers, you know, eventually missed, right? Um, and I and I like that Brighton example quite a lot because I think Graham Potter, he he is a positional play um manager, um, and he gets his players playing in certain zones. Um, and he gets them. He gets them playing well, and the, the 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 football seems a lot more fluid than what you see at Arsenal. So, you know, I do think um, this Abamian criticism is is it can be valid at times, but I, I, I personally still don't think that we're, we're maximising the use of of our, our resources here, um, and I don't think that we're co we're very well coached um, in terms of creating attacking situations. Um, I don't know. I don't know how, how you guys think about that, Lewis. Lewis, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I do agree. I mentioned that earlier that I think um, we're definitely lacking in that area, and um, you know, teams with supposedly weaker um, and inferior players manage to do a better job of it than us. Um, it's but I just, I don't know. I, just, I do think there is, I think sometimes we overstate how good our players actually are. And um, especially in the attacking element, um, you know, it, sometimes it takes Lacazette to come on the pitch for us to look like a decent attacking unit. And that can't be, that can't be anything good. You know, that can't, <laughs> that can't be the way forward. Um so yeah, it's there's definitely there's definitely things for Arteta to work on, and he's shown progressively in for the last two years that he isn't capable of finding solutions to these things. So that's on him ultimately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think the other thing about this positional play is really about um, a lot of these teams bag their goals by committee. So, you know, you see the pretty build-up. You see, like, a highly structured um, attack almost until, like, the final phase where you see lots of fluid movement, well, particularly in City's case. Um, and then, you know, you see low balls, low crosses coming in for someone to nod in at the back post. Um, you know, you see the ball being worked to the edge of the box and then being played back, um, backwards before quickly being slotted in or lofted over the top. Um, so just, just just the way that teams create chances for um, a range of different players to get into the right positions to get onto the end of it, and they really disorientate and destabilize defenses with passes and movement and whatnot. Um, when I watch Arsenal and the attack, it's all still very static. Aubameyang looks like he spends large periods of games just isolated, really, with no one really getting close to him. Um, no one for him to really link up with or combine with. Um, I just, I just don't believe that we're really, really um, 
found a way to play to Aubameyang's strengths. And I think it's a failing on, on the part of Arsenal Football Club, really, more so than just Arteta. But Arteta has to um, um, to, to shoulder a lot of this, be in mind he's been in charge for, um, what, two years now? Is it two years? Yeah. Yeah, two years in December. So, um, yeah, like, you know, I think you have to look and ask serious questions there and big questions there and say, okay, fine, we understand that the profile of striker needed is something different, but all right, if you have a a more complete and accomplished centre-forward who can do more of what Laka does and also score goals in the fashion that Oba does, what is going to, like, how is the system going to be equipped to still support that, that striker? How are you going to have players um, who can also get close enough to that striker, who can combine with that striker, who can link with them, who can, um, you know, interchange with them, like interchange positions, like who can, like you, you, you need more than just a bagsman, really, in today's um, in today's football. So who, who's going to do that? And I just don't know. I haven't seen enough from the football that we've played to feel convinced that, yeah, actually this this can happen. So it feels like Oba will have games against teams who he will do this, like against Watford, like he had loads of opportunities, you know, um, could and should have really scored goals. Um, there have been loads of games this season, actually, where actually he's had loads of opportunities and chances to go on the end of. But I think that's more about the type of opposition we've come up against rather than a shift in the way that we've attacked or or anything like that. So, yeah, it, it worries me, man. It, it does worry me. I think, fine, go and spend 70 mil on Vlavic or Ishak or whatever, but what's what's going to be different? Like, you know, I think... And I think, like, the, the, the bottom line as well, not just the centre-forward, we just need more goals from... Mm you know, from, from, from all of our players. So centre-forward is one thing, Oba is one thing, a new centre-forward is one thing, but we need other players to be able to score goals. And I'm not sure that continuing to play this football in the way we do it, at the pace we attack at, I'm not sure that we, we will. I just think it's all very predictable and too easy to defend against. And I think that the speed at which we play is, is too slow, you know? Absolutely. Um, just watching this this Man City PSG game today, yeah. the, um, the speed prime in which these guys you know find each other, move the opposition around, um, and then you know allow yourself to to find that final pass. It's so different, you know. It's so clear. Obviously, these are the best teams in the world, but you know Brighton shift the ball quick. You know Leeds shift the ball quick when they're on song. Um, you know, and these these are teams with far, far, far inferior quality. Well, um, yeah. And it's it's well, not about playing yeah. at a hundred miles an hour either. It's it's that turn of pace because sometimes we see City stroke the ball around like very, very, very slow. Like you know, like we see them like you know almost move into like a walking pace, and then boom, someone just springs the ball to life. Someone to sleep. Boom, boom, boom. Three moves, three passes. It's in the back of the net. Before the defense even realized what's happened, you know they. But PSG, I don't think have got the best defense um, in Europe, not by a long stretch. But you know they completely destabilized them today and just um, you know made light work of it, despite going to go down. So um, yeah, and they are like it is a long way off. We're a long way off from City. It's a big um, reach, but you want to see some variant of that. You want to see that at some times, if not all the time. We see the consistency and the degree to which City pull it off. 
I don't have that expectation. What I expect is to see glimpses of that, to see elements of that more regularly than we've seen it in the two years that this guy's been been head coach. And that for me is still a big like will remain a big criticism of us, no matter how yes, we we are more defensively um secure despite the drumming the other day. I think we've looked better defensively. Um I think the statistics will back that up and prove that. I think a bit more durable in the middle of the park, but we're not creative enough and we're not clinical enough in front of goals. So that to me still says like, all right, can this guy do it? Because how long do you need to be able to coach an attack, even with lesser quality? And we've had this conversation time and again about all right, him not having the players that he needs. It's not really his attack. Well, Saka is his player, really, by and large. Like he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't bring him through, but definitely there's been a heavy endorsement of Saka. Um, you know, ESR is his player. There's been a heavy endorsement of him. Um Erdegaard, man, like I don't, I don't even want to speak about Erdegaard right now, you know, um, because he's just not even featuring, which is a big disappointment. William was his player, you know, really, like wasn't able to show us anything with William. Pepe is a special case, and then you know Lacazette, fine, he's having an impact, but he's not really scoring goals. Um, and I think you know Lacazette, despite not being like that elite striker, he's still good enough to have scored and contributed more goals than he has with the minutes that he's played. And the same with Aubameyang. So, it's not good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to have to call this episode, you know, Monologue Central. You know, I think we've all we've all had our our, our, our turns having, having monologues, you know. So, um, I hear it, man. I hear it. I hear it. It's a, it's a difficult one. But let's look ahead to Newcastle. You know, early kickoff. On the Saturday um, afternoon, twelve thirty, um, you'd hope um, they offer a different sort of threat, an easier threat on paper, um, especially being at home. Um, I can't remember the last time we lost to Newcastle at home. I'm thinking maybe an Andy Carroll special way back when they first came back to the Premier League. Um, so I think our record against them is very, very good um, in the league. Um, so, you know, looking ahead to this, what, what changes would you guys make? You know, um, we spoke about left back, we spoke about centre mid, we spoke about up front. Um, Sean, I'll come to you to first. Um, what's, what's, what's your lineup for this game? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not making too many changes, but yeah, certainly Tini comes back in for me. Um, and the other main one is that Odegaard comes back in. You know, um, I think Laka's done all right. Like, he's worked hard, he's pressed hard. But the reality is, <laughs> he hasn't actually done anything. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't create anything. He doesn't score. He's in the team because he's been running about till it hurts. Like, do you know what I mean? So we actually need some quality. And, you know, I've been harsh on my man. But put it this way, I'm very harsh on Martin Odegaard because I rate Martin Odegaard. Do you know what I mean? And Martin Odegaard has a lot of quality. But Martin Odegaard hasn't shown enough quality. Do you know what I mean? Saw the free kick against Burnley, cool. There was that bit of quality against Watford that got ruled out because obviously your bar slid in. So I know he can do much more and I need him to do much more. I was at the Watford game when there was just like one little bit of quality where he must have plucked the ball out and then he just hit one quick diag, I think, over to like Nuno Tavares. And I was like, bro, I need you to do that, bro. This team is crying out for you. I need you to dictate. I need you to create. I need you to be doing this, bro. Do you know what I mean? So, and I know you've got the quality to do it. So, yeah, for me, like he comes back in, and I and I'm pretty sure Newcastle will sit in and know 
low block anyway. They'll try and transition through um, through like St. Maximan, um, Willock and Joel Linton. So they'll have pace in transition. But this is the sort of game where, you know, we're going to have the majority of the ball and we really, really need to make it count. I need to see, I need to just see high, brother, I need us to create chances. I beg you, please, bro. So this is the sort of game I need us to create loads, high volume creates, bare shots, be slapping shots from left, right and centre. I need a free nil, bro. I need um, a free piece, no sides. No, do you, do you know what I mean? So I need I need Ob on the score sheet. I need Odegaard to maybe grab an assist or two. I just need that, bro. So yeah, for me, Tierney and Odegaard are the main changes. And I just need to see a good performance. Do you know what I mean? So I need to see a win, but more importantly, I need to see a good performance with that win. Do you know what I mean? So I think like if you gave a good performance with the win, like Liverpool, everyone will forget about the Liverpool result pretty much straight away. So, but if we're labouring, if we're like you know, the ball's being moved about, but we're not creating much. The crowd are going to start to get frustrated, bro. Do you know what I mean? So I need, this This is, I think it was Lewis who said this a few weeks back. I think it's time to start raising expectations now, both of the players and of the manager. Do you know what I mean? So you've had two years, you've had 250 mil. I need to start seeing results. I need to start seeing results. And obviously it's with me saying that because we're fifth in the table. But like, you know, <laughs> but... And, and good, like, hopefully we can stay in and around this position and even move higher up. But I need to see performances improve, man. I do, like, I, I think, you know, the mini run we had before, there was some good stuff that I saw, but it wasn't sustained long enough. So I need to see good sustained pressure for long periods, teams pending, loads of shots, loads of, you know, passes, good combinations. Let's see it, man. We're better than Newcastle. So let's make it count, please. I need a 3-0 on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, fair play. Um, Lewis, I'll come to you next. What, what, what do you want to see? What do you want to see against Newcastle? Um, I just think, I just think we, you, I, I can't remember who it was who, who earlier spoke about like the personality of this team, the characteristics of this team, you know, and how Liverpool would be a big test. I didn't necessarily think that, of course, Liverpool is a big test mentally, but I think bigger test now is to how to see how those players recover from that as well and um you know they got slammed 4-0 it was embarrassing you know and it probably knocked the stuffing out of a lot of them as well you know you've been on a good run you go there with confidence you're thinking as a team oh we're pretty decent and you know i'm pretty sure the players will probably think think maybe you know what we gave it a good shot and you know some some of them might feel that anyway some of them might be thinking no we could have done a lot better that just depends on personalities in, in that changing room right so um <clears throat> it, 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 it it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back and i want to see a fast start like you said no laboring no you know um 35 minutes in and we've only had two or three shots like it needs to be a fast start it needs to there needs to be energy the players need to come with the noise, you know, and um, uh, that's that's the only thing I want to see in terms of personnel. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it could be a game for Erdegaard to come in. But at the same time, I do feel like we look like a better attacking side with Lacazette on the pitch. And I can't put my finger on exactly why. I don't, I'm I'm not too sure why. Um, so I, I'm not. I'm not too certain if I would. Um, if I would take Lacazette out, I don't know if he's done. 
if he's warranted to be dropped. I don't know if Odegaard's done enough to be reinstated. I would bring Tierney back in. Um, I, I I would potentially look at a more attacking right back as well. Um, I think Tommy Asu is a decent defender. Um, but I like... I especially when you're at home against a a, a, a team that is as weak as you, uh, as weak as Newcastle and a, a lot weaker than you. Um, I think you need to go. You need to have more dynamism to your attack. I don't. We don't really have any other right back options. That's the only thing. I, you know. I was going to say. I I I ain't, I ain't trying to see Cedric. No, it wouldn't be Cedric if I if I was going to pick someone. It'd maybe be Ainsley Maitland-Niles, but, um, but I, I also think and I think because... Ainsley Maitland-Niles could could do with maybe coming back into centre midfield as well. I I also think because that's saying maximum side, he might opt for mm. he might that might be even more of a reason to keep Tommy Asu there. To be fair, because yeah, of who's there, but yeah. but yeah, we'll see. Mute. Yeah, yeah, I think. You know, for me, um, I can't disagree with anything that you guys have said. Um, I'm looking at this Newcastle game and it's an opportunity. For me, I can't lie to you. I need a slap in. I need I need a 3-0, you know. Um, we've, we've been quite, you know, low scoring this season. I need a slap in. I need these men to put, put it together and, and, and get three goals, maybe even four. Um, and, and really put a team to bed. Newcastle, they've not won a game all season. Let's not give them, you know, their first win of the season. You know, we sort of did very well against Eddie Howe sides previously at home. Um, Bournemouth, I don't think they ever got a point from us um, at home. And so I need us to go there and and, and, and really deal with them. Um, like Lewis said, um, there's been a reaction from these guys in previous matches. Poor performance against Crystal Palace, where I think you know they they acknowledged that they needed to perform better than that. The next game was Aston Villa on the Friday. They they turned they really turned up, you know, and and, and gave Aston Villa Aston Villa a cooking, you know. So I, I expect another reaction. I think these guys have shown a bit of personality in that respect um, when it comes to new games. So you know, hopefully uh, they're they're up for it on this Saturday, and we don't see uh, a, a dull game. Um, for me personally, I would like to see Maitland-Niles partner Partey from the start. Um, that's something that I've wanted, been wanting to see um, since Jack got injured. I think that they could potentially be a good fall for each other in terms of what um, they're both uh, good at. Tierney, it's time to bring him back uh, back in. Um, I think he cooked, him and, him and Martinelli cooked um, Newcastle's right back in the last season. Um, at home, um, and, uh, and and I think Saka cooked Lazaro as well um, previously when he played on the left, uh, played left back. Um, so I would, I would like to see Tini come back, Tini come back in. Um, and to be honest, I would quite like to see the three behind the striker be um, Smithrow, Erdegaard, and, and Saka. Um, looking back to last season, I think that's when uh, Erdegaard's best performances came um, in that little that little run after Christmas, where um, it was him, uh, uh, him, uh, Smithrow, and, and Saka. And I think going into that, you know, um, Spurs match at home, that was the that was the front uh, front four that we were expecting to play 
against Spurs and do well um, before Aubameyang obviously came late to training and got banned. So, you know, I'd like to see those three um, come back in because, you know, as we've said, we've not been creating chances. Um, we've not really been, you know, cutting teams open. And it's time for Erdegaard to really step up and show that he can do it. This looks like it's going to be probably a deep block game. They're going to try to hit us on the counter. And Erdegaard, he's probably the one person, I would say, in the squad alongside Partey who can can really thread the eye of a needle pass and break down a deep block. So, you know, that's that's my um, preferred lineup. Lewis, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I would like an attacking right back. Um, I just don't think our squad... Um, is 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 really quite there yet, you know. So I think Cedric um, had a decent game against Newcastle um, last year, if I remember correctly. Faff Cedric, man. Faff, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to see that guy. I don't want to see him. So yeah, Shams, I'll let you. I'll let you finish on this. Um, I, f- I think the attacking right back can come in the instruction to Tomiyasu rather than the change of personnel. I do like the. I do like the Ainsley Maitland-Niles shout, though. I wouldn't be mad at the Ainsley Maitland-Niles shout at all. But I think, yeah, you could definitely ask one of your um, centre mids to sit, um, you know, and give a bit more licence to both Tierney and Tommy Asu to, um, to to get forward a bit more and you have your centre midfield just cover cover that space, cover the side, whoever's um, more advanced, depending on the time. But... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I, I think I'd make the same changes. Really, that um, I think a couple of you have said. I know Sean definitely said it. Um, Tierney definitely he'd come back in for me. I think it's a good opportunity for him to come back in. I think give Tavares a rest as well um, from 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 the spotlight. Not because I think he's tired, but I think you want to protect him, especially after that performance. Um, Lokonga probably would play. Um, Reason be, for, for me, it's a matter of personal interest more than anything. I think the last game Lukonga played where he was um, particularly bad, he spoke on it. Um, and then I think he had his birthday um, weekend and he played, I think it was against Aston Villa, and he actually played a, a, you know, a solid performance and he played with a lot more personality. And I, I saw a reaction and I thought, OK, I like this about him. Um, he's had another bad game, compounded more so by the team performance than him. But for me, it's a matter of interest and personal curiosity to see how he performs because this tells me a little bit about his personality, his mentality. Um, you know, we, we've we've had some big comparisons um, with um, Lokonga or Losungu, as uh, as my German brother likes to refer to him as. Um, you know, and whilst technically, yeah, it's hard to say um, that we agree there and then. I think what has been spoken about is his temperament, his nature, maybe some of the mental hidden attributes that, um, that you know, we as the normal um, consumer and fan won't necessarily see. But there's been a lot spoken to about his personality and his leadership and some of those attributes. So as a matter of personal interest, I want to see how he does. And I think I'll definitely start with Erdegaard in 10. Um, Lacazette's not going to be here this season, at least I don't believe that Lacazette's going to be here this season. Erdegaard needs to play back into some some sort of good form, needs to play um, back into some sort of confidence. I don't agree with the point of just continuing to start with Lacazette and persisting with him, especially when he's not part of, of, of the long-term plan, if um, Erdegaard is. I think it's a good game for Erdegaard. It's a good test. Um, I think definitely 
like, you know, we have reason to be concerned if he can't create a couple of chances against this Liverpool side. Um, Newcastle. Liverpool, Newcastle side. <laughs> I know Eddie Howe's in. I know they'll be different. I'm not sure if Eddie Howe will be back fit. Uh, not fit, but, you know, he had the he had the Rona, didn't he? So, um, I'm not sure if he'd be cleared. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, this is a Newcastle side who are seemingly revamped and have got a bit of energy about them. But I think that defence is terrible, I'll be honest with you, man. 27 Lascelles, goals conceded. Yeah, Lascelles, Shaw. One nil winning comes. Um, <laughs> You know, all of this Murphy, Richie, like all of this stuff there. Like, you know, I think they can definitely be gotten at. So I want to see Erdegaard, I want to see Erdegaard really playing. Like, I, I I don't think there's a point if Erdegaard is not playing. I think it's an Cook attack. them, bro. You need to cook them, bro. Yeah. I need to see you. I need yeah. to see like six key passes this game, bro. Yeah. He needs to pretend they're got... fucking Gibraltar, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does, definitely. And I, I, I do. I would begin to be worried if he didn't start. I would, because I'd think, nah, man, like, what's, what's, what's actually going on here? And, no, and, I need and, to see a big performance from and and, and it, the thing with Odegaard, like I, he's got quality, bro. That's why yeah, I no just, and and that's why. Oh, I think, Sean, you see when you say quality, your eyes go like he's got quality, quality, bro. And no, because he actually does, and I that's why I think, and that's why I think people, that's why I think people get frustrated with him. That's why yeah. more than any of the other signings, bro. I'm like, you're actually good, bro. So. Please, I beg you, start playing like you're good in it. Do you know what no, I mean? I so, believe him. He's a good dude, bro. He's very, very good. He's very Remember, good. But... You have talent. Start yeah. showing the talent, bro. But he needs oh, to yeah. show it. And that's that's. The, I agree with you completely. Like, he needs to show it. So, he's, 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 for me, for, for talent to, like, price-wise, he's been the most disappointing player in the whole squad this so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. When, uh, I was, when I was talking about Partey earlier, I was saying, listen... This, this, this is, this is a rehe- I hope it's not rehearsal for me having this conversation and and saying the same thing for Erdegaard a year from now. I hope not, but he has to come good. So for me, he has to start, he has to play, he has to perform. Like for himself, you're a professional footballer, you know, you're touted, you've come with a big reputation from a big club. It didn't work out for you. Like this, this move actually for him, I think is quite pivotal in terms of, it could determine and shape how the rest of his career goes. If he balls out at Arsenal, he gets another big move, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, within, like, three years, four years, he's he, he's up there, whether it's with Arsenal or somewhere else. If he does not make it work here, I think he just drifts into, like, a, you know, he, he doesn't want to be Freddie Adu. Right, right. If you don't make it here, they're, they're gonna they're gonna send him. What's that team in Norway? They're gonna send him back to like Valerenga, bro. Off, so off, he, he needs to back to Arden. Yeah, yeah. Back to Arden. Yeah. <laughs> he, he needs to back to Arden. Yeah. 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 Boy, yeah, 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 that's what I think about the game. I think, yeah, I think, I think you're you're all spot on, man. I think you know if if Erdegaard isn't trust, I think it's another thing. If he's not trusted to start against Newcastle at home, then you know I'm I'm slightly worried that that's the guy that we made priority number one to be our our ten this season. You know, because that's that's kind of scary because. You know, other players who we've been linked with, I think they'd be, I think they would have been playing more. You know, whether or not we're rating their performances and whatnot, you know, getting benched by Lacazette is kind of peak. Um, 
you know, and that's a that's a finished version of Lacazette, not you know the the one we were seeing, you know, 17, 18, 18, 19 season. So this guy is a shadow of of the even the Lacazette we saw at Arsenal, and he's benching you. That's yeah, it's kind of tight. So you know, I'm gonna leave it there and I'll wrap up. So it's been a tough week. Hopefully, uh, we get a good result on the weekend, um, and and we can so we, we can, can do a patron. Back. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, we were, we were all too dis- demoralized to come and do a picture. Yeah. We apologize, we apologize yeah, sincerely. We were too cowardly to, to yeah. face the music. To be honest, it's not, it's not even a, a fair weather thing. We've done, we done patrons after L's before, but you know, I think mm-hmm. the nature of this was techie, man. It was techie. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone found their, their, their plans. You know, everyone was busy, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully we'll be back with a with a post match reaction, um, and if if not, maybe we'll do a, a Twitter Spaces or something like that um, instead to make sure we're we're getting active with you lot. So you know, um, watch this space. But everyone that's tuned in, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you leave a comment, like, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Um, don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, can you? But um, no. make sure you 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 tune in to all of that good stuff. Follow us on the socials. Um, but Lewis, Sean, Shabs, thank you guys for joining me. Could have had that fight, but I'm gonna walk on site. Man, I have to grab that mic. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do that. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's foul. That's That's the response of Arsenal. Across the line, score for my team in the time I play. Where better know when man's inside. And Chelsea, man, can't say that. Simply lost their focus in the joy of equalising. But I won't see you right. Man, could have had that fight. Sports Social Podcast Network.